And we're going to verse 18 through 23. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. Reading from the New King James Version. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you uh, to you marry your wife, for which that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus." For he shall save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Let's pray. Lord, as we come to you today, we thank and praise you, Lord, for uh, the privilege of being in your house tonight. Thank you, God, for this service we've already had today and the power of your Spirit that's been here. And now, God, let your anointing flow, God, as we begin to minister to your Word. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Let the church say, God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to talk to you a few minutes today about a subject titled, The Day God Came Down to Us. The Day God came down to us. Our focus text is Matthew 1 and 21. I was trying to think of this scripture um, last week to tell Douglas. I told him, I said, I thought maybe this would be good to put up on our signs sometime during the holidays. Is Matthew 1, 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted or being translated, God with us. Hallelujah. How many is glad that God came down to us today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Christmas time is a time of celebration and joy. People, not only, uh, not only Christians observe, um, uh, of this, uh, but, um, uh, but people who, who don't consider themselves Christmas, they uh, observe uh, uh, Christmas as a time of togetherness with family and friends. Now, over the recent years, we have witnessed a transformation as to the meaning of Christmas and the manner in which society as a whole now celebrate it. Hallelujah. There have been a lot of changes going on that's not too good. In many cities across America... The public displays of manger scenes are not permitted any longer. And the Christmas tree is now referred to as a holiday tree. The religious aspect has been totally removed, while Hanukkah for the Jews and Ramadan for the Muslims is publicly applauded and lifted high by the news medias. Hallelujah. Christians... And listen to me close. Christians are the only people who are having their beliefs ridiculed, suppressed, and discriminated against. Hallelujah. 
Christian people is the only religion in America and around the world who are being discriminated against, and they want to suppress, hallelujah, Take Christ out of it. But I'm here to tell you, I don't care, I don't care Congress or Supreme Court or whoever it is, without Jesus there's no Christmas. And Christmas is a religious celebration. Hallelujah. Boy, you can't get around it. Amen. These bunch of liberal theologians. Hallelujah. And people that want to, I'm going to proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is what Christmas is all about. He is the reason for the season. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Why is this? Why is all this uproar going on? And I never thought that I'd ever live to see it in America, things happening like it's happening. Amen. I never thought, I never, I never dreamed of it. Why is it happening like it is? It's all because of one baby born in a stable and laid in a manger. There was no room for him then and there's no room for him now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If he had been an ordinary baby who would grow up to be an ordinary man, there would have never been a problem. Can you say amen? If he had just been an ordinary child and grew up to be an ordinary man, hallelujah, there would never be, amen, any kind of problem. Hallelujah. But in the light of the words that we read in John chapter 10, we can understand why he has always been hated so. John chapter 10, verses 31 through 33. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works I have shown you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. The day God came to... That's why the turmoil, they cannot accept him as God. They cannot accept his deity. Oh, he can be a good man. He can do good private but when you make him God then you got to listen to what he says <laughs> and they don't want none of that they don't want none of that hallelujah when you when you begin to say he's more than a man as a song brother Charles used to sing, he's more than a man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It changes the whole picture, see. Hallelujah. Because when he, you say and understand he's more than a man, then one day you know that you're going to face him one day at the judgment. And the books are going to be open. But I'm here to tell you today, glory to God, that he is king of kings and lord of lords. And the Bible says the day will come that every knee shall bow and every time. I will confess. Woo, my Lord, my Lord. Mm, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, whenever the first Christmas was, we know it wasn't in December. Whenever it was, it was the day that God came down to man. Emmanuel, being interpreted, God with us. Hallelujah. Let's talk just a, 
a little bit about this verse of Scripture, our text today. First of all, I want to talk a little bit about this virgin situation. A virgin shall conceive. How in the world could it ever be possible for a virgin to conceive a child? I mean, think about it. And why was the virgin birth so important? Why was it important? You see, in today's world, man thinks he has evolved way beyond the place to where he could uh, believe in the virgin birth. They say, we're too smart now. We can't accept all those myths that people used to believe a long time ago. Amen. We don't we don't involve to the place, man. We put a man on the moon. We can take a heart out of somebody and we can work on it. Amen. Keep them alive. Put them back in there. We can transplant a heart. Amen. We can do all these things. We don't evolve to a place. Hallelujah. Amen. We're just we're just too much too greater than that. So I mean this 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 myth about a virgin birth. Even modern religious leaders are denouncing the biblical truth into being only a myth or a misunderstanding. But the prophet foretold it would happen over 700 years before Jesus was born. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call His name Emmanuel. That's what Matthew got that from right there. That's where he got it from. Hallelujah. Behold, so, glory to God, they, they, well, so, what they've done now, you got, you better be careful. There's so many different kind of Bibles out today. So many different translations. Hallelujah. And there's a lot of them you go and you purchase them today and you read and you won't find the word virgin nowhere. They've taken it out. They've done away with it. But you know what? Hallelujah. Truth Brother Paul is going to always be truth. I may try to hide the truth, but eventually it's going to come out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm going to tell you something. When you try to hide it, it's going to come out greater. Hallelujah. Tiger Woods will tell you that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Truth cannot be suppressed. It's going to come out. It don't make no difference who tries to hide it. And I'm telling you, there's a truth and there's a doctrine of the Word of God that says not only was Jesus born and He was more than a man, He was born of a virgin. Hallelujah. He was born of a virgin. Hallelujah. Glory. The whole idea is to discredit who Jesus really was and why His death was important to your salvation. Let's go back to the Old Testament. The sacrifices in the tabernacle. When they, there were some stipulations about when they brought a sacrifice. If a sacrifice that was brought to the tabernacle had any kind of flaw or any kind of blemish, it wasn't no good. It wasn't no good. For all those years, beginning with Moses, that you got to bring a lamb without spot, without blemish. When Jesus came, John the Baptist standing on the creek bank or the bank of the or, or, uh, Jordan River looked at and saw him coming, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and he spoke out, Behold the Lamb of God. 
Behold the Lamb of God. When Jesus Christ came as the Lamb of God, He had to come with no flaws. He couldn't have any hang-ups like you and me. Hallelujah. If Jesus had any kind of flaws, then His death would have been meaningless. If there was any sin in Him whatsoever, then His death could only atone for His own self. It couldn't atone for the sins of everybody else. The only way the sacrifice could be any good is that the lamb was flawless. And guess what? The only way the lamb of God could be flawless is that he was born from a virgin because he did not have inbred sin like every other man born of this world. Because sin is passed on, and this is another message, but it comes on down through the bloodline of the Father, beginning with Adam all the way down to us. It was necessary that he was born of a virgin, because when he was born of a virgin, I'm going to tell you something. See, (laughs) the blood that ran in in the body of Jesus Christ was the blood of very God. The Bible tells us that, Brother Darrell. Bible tells us that it's a holy blood up here. It wasn't. He didn't have the blood of man in him. It was the blood of. It wasn't. Hey, I believe. I believe in your very blood. Is where the sin that affects you runs from. Stop and think about it for a moment. When somebody dies, the first thing that begins to rot and decay is the blood. That's why they embalm them, because, and it spreads on from there to the part, other parts of the body. The body is the first thing that begins to decay. I'm gonna t- Jesus didn't have no flaw. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You and I, I mean, I could not die for you. If I died, it wouldn't do no good. Hallelujah. I mean, because we all got flaw. As Roscoe P. Coltrane used to say, there's a flaw and a slaw. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. He had to be born of a virgin. And guess what? I, it doesn't matter what nobody says or what everybody wants to say. It's the truth, and the truth is going to what makes us free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Let me move on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the virgin shall conceive. Hallelujah. Then the second part about God coming to us. I want to talk about that just a little bit. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, something supernatural occurred, which never had happened before and never will happen again. Amen. God literally became a man. Deity and humanity was fused together. Mary provided a fleshly body for the spirit of the omnipotent, eternal God to dwell. And that body was called the Son of God. Some people have a problem with that. But I understand that. I don't have no problem with it. Hallelujah. It was the body. It was the flesh. Glory to God. And the spirit in him. The Bible says, to wit, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to who? To himself. Hallelujah. When that baby was born, hallelujah, it was God, Emmanuel, that came down to us. Somebody say glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The evidence for this truth is so overwhelming 
that the only hearts blinded that only hearts blinded by Satan are the ones who can't accept it. The evidence. What evidence did you have? Well, I mean, first of all, you're going to have to believe that the Bible is the unadulterated Word of the living God. If you don't believe that, Brother Bobby, then we don't have no common ground to talk with somebody. You're wasting your time if you go out and try to witness somebody, and they tell you right off they don't believe the Bible is the Word of God. You're just supposed to walk off because there's, there, there's no way that you can get no consensus there. You've got to accept that first. It is the Word of God. God inspired by God, and it literally means God breathed. That's what the word inspired meant. Hallelujah. And once you understand that, then the evidence in that inspired word is overwhelming that it was God with us. And only people whose hearts and eyes and minds that's been blinded by the devil, they're the only ones who can accept it. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, listen to what it said. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Who is the God of this age or this world? Satan is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. <laughs> image. Image. I, I'd, like, I'd like to just dig down in that word for about an hour and a half and break it really on down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Let's see. Let's find some here. Hallelujah. I don't know. I'll show you the real value and the real gold in my, in my wallet. They're right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, the, that, the, that's, that's what it is for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ain't getting that. I hold in my hand... An image, and if I don't say this, I'm going to get in trouble with Sister Darlene and myself's granddaughters. Hallelujah. Although they are granddad's girls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's their image. Their image is what they look like. Their image is who they are. Once you see this, you might not, you might not um, never met them. But once you see this image, if they walk in the door, you're going to recognize them. Why? Because you have seen their... This still gets in my heart and soul because I hadn't been in this thing all my life like some of you have been. There was a day God had to reveal this to me. Hallelujah. 
whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of God, who is the image of God. You cannot, Brother Bobby, separate the image from the person. <laughs> you can't do it. Hallelujah! They ask him, since Lord said, show us the Father and it'll suffice. It'll satisfy us. It'll make us happy. If you show the Father and he said, he said, have I been so long with you, Philip? Hallelujah! Amen. That you don't know me. He that has seen me, I've seen the Father. Hallelujah! Because he's the image. I've got to go on. I told you I could preach an hour and a half on that image. I can't, but I can't do that. Hallelujah. First Timothy three and sixteen, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in the glory. Who was that? Or Emmanuel. There shouldn't be any controversy or argument over whether God Himself has come down to us in the shape of a human baby. There shouldn't be no controversy at all. There shouldn't be no argument. Because the Word of God makes it plain. It's there. Hallelujah. It's there. Amen. Without controversy. Shouldn't be no controversy. Shouldn't be no argument of whether or not that God came down to us and He came down to us, first of all, in the shape of a human baby. But Satan has done a fairly good job in placing the seeds of doubt in the minds of unsuspecting people. The Word of God predicted over and over that how God would one day come down to us and even the miracles which He would occur when it happened. The Bible foretold many times that one day God was going to leave the throne of glory and He was going to come down to be with us. He was going to be Emmanuel, God with us. And it, and it told what the miracles would happen when that, when that would take place. Isaiah chapter 35, verses 4 and 8. And I'm going to stop with this, these scriptures. Isaiah 35, 4 and 8. Say to them that are fearful heart, you scared, you upset, you worried about something? Hallelujah. You want to believe the bad report of the doctor over what God has said? Hello, somebody. You want to believe the financial report? Amen. Of all the economists and everything else except for what God has said? Hello? Glory to God. Say to them who have a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Hallelujah. Behold, your God, who's coming? Your God will come with vengeance. Even God with the recompense, He will come and save you. What did Jesus Christ come to do? What, what, he told you, he said, His name shall be called Jesus because He shall what? Save His people from their sins. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Then, verse 5, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. 
The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. Hallelujah. What did Jesus go around doing when he was here? Opening blinded eyes, unstopping deaf ears, making, making the lame jump up and walk. Hallelujah. Fulfillment. Fulfillment. Verse 7, and the parched ground. Now here comes to the spiritual part. The parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And then the final verse, verse 8, and a highway shall be there and a way. And it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. What are you talking about? I'm talking about God coming down to us. And that is what Christmas is all about. I want Brother Darrell to come back up and sing us a chorus. Hallelujah. We've got, uh, after we sing this chorus and we pray for anybody who wants to pray, we've still got one other thing that we're going to do before we dismiss. But this is what it's all about. His name shall be called Emmanuel. Being interpreted, God with us, the day that God came down the earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, that is so powerful. It is so powerful. It's so unique. You know what? He snuck in. He went behind enemy lines. He snuck in, and what makes the devil so mad about it today? Because he didn't know what was going on. The devil had the wool pulled over his eye. Because you know why I know that? (laughs) Because the Scripture says, Brother Travis, says, had the princes of this world known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory, the King of glory. My, 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 my. Whew. Everybody stand together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. The day God came down. And you know what? If you don't have Him living and abiding in your heart today, He can come down. And just like His Spirit entered into Mary, His Spirit can enter into you. There can be something conceived in you today. There can be something birthed in you today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, I, I, I just feel good in my spirit today. I feel hallelujah. Brother Darrell sang hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sean, do you have that song? Silent Night, do you have it? Mm-hmm. Page 397 in his own books. Got it? All right. Silent night, holy night, hope is calling, holy night, 
sing it. Hallelujah. Jesus, Lord. 